Alright guys, we this is Mickey and Jessica and this is a very special mini episode of Video Vampires where we're going to talk marathons and we came up with our own movie marathon that you can enjoy at home since I rarely like to leave the apartment now. Yeah, I think especially the older you get, the more you don't want to leave your right. the confines of your like special space. Yeah, and I love marathons because... I love sitting and watching movies for hours on end, especially at night, late at night, with friends, but, you know. Or alone. Or alone, yeah. But mostly with friends. But, I mean, it's funny, because, like, um, uh, back in 2000, I think it was 10. Yeah, it was 2010. Back in 2000. No, no, 2011. 10. So, six years ago. So, I was living in this apartment. It was was a two-bedroom apartment, and there was five of us living there. It was a Mm -hmm. nightmare. Um, But we were all really broke. And so we started getting in the habit of um, one night we were going to go see, I think it was Captain America. We were going to go see it at the drive-in. Mm-hmm. And my brother was living with me at the time. And we were kind of building up, building up, building up. And then finally, like the, like the night before we were going to go, I was like, you know what? The amount of money it's going to cost us to like for gas and for you know tickets to the movie and everything like that. And then concessions and stuff like that. Because I, I don't see the point of going to a, any movie without, you know going to the concession stand. I don't care if it's a glorified yeah. way of ripping people off. I It's part of the I whole thing the, for me. Okay, I feel exactly the same. Like, I feel weird if I don't have popcorn. Right. You know? Like, it just doesn't feel right. Like that, let's all go out to the lobby, like, trailer. I, I'm, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, like, we're, let's go get some popcorn. So, I, um, I, you, I, the idea I came up with my, my brother and some people were like, hey, um, why don't we do our, you know, why don't we have a movie marathon? We'll, we'll watch more than just one movie at the drive-in. We'll stay at home and we'll watch six or seven. And we and then we were all like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And then, like, we got really excited. And, like, I took, like, a, you know, I made a piece of paper. And I did, like, the mm-hmm. whole lineup and did the artwork for it. And then we, put, you know, like, we hung it up. And we turned our kitchen into a concession stand. So this was the first? This one? is the first one that I, this is the first one I did myself. And then it kind of became this thing in our apartment, you know, for the last year that we were there. Where we were just, like. You know, every few months we would, you know, set up a movie marathon and then we started inviting some people over and I threw, like, we threw in some uh, stuff in the middle. Like, uh, there's a movie that I, I love um, called Remote Control. Yeah. With we've, Kevin, we've yeah, talked we've talked about, about that. Yeah, with Kevin Dillon. And I have the original, there was an MTV game show called Remote Control and I have the board oh, game too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I love the game show. And the funny thing was with the game show is that anytime I caught the game show, it was like late at night. Yeah. You know, on MTV. Like, like a rerun or something like that. So for me, I always equate that show with like late night and all that yeah. stuff. And it has that same, like, and I was like, wow, man, I can't wait to be older. And this is cool. Um, but we would play like, so we watched movie remote control. And then I would bust out the board game and we would play a few rounds of it. And I'd give a prize away to like. Fuck, I totally forgot about that game show. Yeah. And the prizes awesome. weren't anything special. It was like some gourmet beer at like. Trader Joe's or some shit like that, you know, and I think second place was like a bag of like spider rings, you know, yeah. but it was fun and, and we had a great time doing it and I, I love, I, I still have all the flyers that we would make for it, mm-hmm. you know, and again, the flyers were just for our apartment. We didn't like nothing else, Yeah. but I just, I loved, um, 
I just love putting them all together and trying to figure out what would be the best, you know, okay, we'll start with this at this time and we're going to try to run through to the end, you know. Um, last year, on my birthday, instead of going out, I didn't want to go out. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go out drinking as much anymore. I think because of the year before that, me and I, my girlfriend threw me that Twin Peaks themed party. Oh, yeah. And Steve played, Steve did a, well, it was a David Lynch themed party. All, my girlfriend arranged it so all of the, Everybody who was there were different David Lynch characters. Yeah. And Steve Sears, you know, our frequent or, guest, yeah. um, played David Lynch. Just himself? Yeah, just himself. And it, really was, and it wasn't that great, but it means like, no, no, I mean, it was great. Yeah. <coughs> he wasn't that, his David Lynch wasn't that great. <laughs> and the best thing, too, is that it was supposed to be like a murder mystery party, you know? So there was like a murder mystery. I think it's like, the you know, boom, the lights went out or my eyes got covered. And then when I opened them again... David Lynch had been shot. I had to figure out who shot David Lynch. <laughs> and um, I could ask everybody for, everybody for clues, but it just it then at one point it turned into just me and Steve kind of sitting off to the side and just talking about what movies we were going to watch later on in the night. Oh, my you God. You know, like, yeah. so it was, but we got super drunk. And so since then, I'm just like, you know what? Like, I don't, I'm, I don't want to go out. I want to have, you know, I was like, what do I really want to do on my birthday, you know? Yeah. Um, you want to have a marathon. So yeah. I want to have a marathon because that's what I want to do. And originally when I was pitching the idea to my girlfriend, I was like, I want to do a 24-hour movie marathon. And Kate's probably like, I will kill you. No, she was actually, she was like... 24 hours? No, no, she was like, it's your birthday. I mean, it was that, it's your birthday. That's a good girlfriend. It is a good girlfriend. I agree. Um, But um, I narrowed it down to like, then I narrowed it down to 12. And then I think I whittled it down to even less than that. But we started in the day, which I don't Mm -hmm. normally like to do. But I was like, I knew that the people who, you know, the few people that I was like, hey, come on over, we're going to have a marathon weren't exactly going to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. So, um, but it was, it was still a good marathon. We watched, um, it was kind of a mixture of like horror and sci-fi and action. We did uh, The Street Fighter, the Sonny Chiba movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dead End Drive-In, which was an Australian um, sci-fi movie that like is slowly starting to get a lot of traction again, you know, like as far as people knowing about it. But it's a fantastic movie. Uh, Wild Zero, which I told you about, that Guitar Wolf movie, the zombie. Oh, yeah. Um, we watched Phenomena, the Argento film, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the the new restored Suspiria aside. Yeah. Phenomena is my favorite Argento really? film. Yeah. Oh, man. I think it's also my favorite Jennifer Connelly film. Um, and it pisses me off that she kind of, like, scoffs at it and disowned it, but, like... Did she? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I remember watching, like, something, like, it was, like, a The Tonight Show or something like that a long time ago, and she was on an episode, and uh, the host was like, oh, you know, kind of cracked some joke, and they showed a clip from Phenomena, and she was just like, ugh. And I was really? like, so you got to work know, with Dario Argento. Like a boner for her, and I never felt that. I did because of Labyrinth when yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, but that's how everyone is, and I just, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, but when I saw that, 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 uh, that clip of her just being like, ugh. Shitty. I yeah. was like, man, fuck that. Yeah. Like, there's some big actors who do, like, have had their start in horror films. Yeah. And also have done not shitty romantic comedies. Like, he'll, he's not that into you or she something. She did that? Who's yeah, she did. She was in there. Wow. I didn't she know that. She sucks. Sorry. Um, but like, Kevin Bacon, he's really cool about Friday the 13th. Johnny yeah. Depp is really cool about Nightmare on Elm Street. Of course. Like, Matthew McConaughey is now being cool about being in the fourth Texas Chancel Massacre, but like... You know, a lot of big people got their breaks. Mae Zellweger was in. I, which, yeah, the same one that with yeah, Matt McConaughey. Yeah. I don't think she's ever acknowledged, be, acknowledged it. it, you know. <laughs> um, 
I mean, and come on, like, she was in Empire Records. Yeah, that's like, true. Which I like a lot. Yeah, of course. But I don't but. think it's a really good movie. And I also worked at a record store, and I was like, this is not at all what it's like. We didn't have fake funerals in the back room. We did have our own variation of Rex Manning Day. I worked at a record store. I, I worked at Sam Goody. <laughs> and uh, I wanted it to be Empire Records so fucking bad. <laughs> it was It was definitely dysfunctional, but it was sure. not as cool. Yeah, we, had, <laughs> yeah, we were dysfunctional. And we, like I said, we had our own Rex Manning Day, except for it yeah. wasn't Rex Manning. It was Juliana Hatfield. Oh, my God. We had fucking Ashley Simpson come to our mall once. And it was in the like right in the middle of her hype. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, shit. No, that's when I worked at H&M, not Sam Goody, but still. H&M? Oh, okay. Fuck that. Fuck South Shore Plaza. I know <laughs> all you know what I'm talking about. Mickey? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, just the thing with the like, big actors that are just like, like, oh, the dude who was in Clueless who plays uh, Brecken Meyer. Hey, man, there was a whole documentary on the Nightmare on the Street movies. I didn't see him in it once. And don't tell me. You know, Brecken Meyer, the guy who was in, he was in Clueless. He played the skater kid that she ends up with. Oh, him! Yeah, he's in the sixth Nightmare on Elm Street film. I think that was his first movie. He's in um, The Craft, too. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I don't see, yeah, exactly, that guy. (laughs) And I was like, because I remember when I was was a kid, I was like, man, this guy's cool, because he's playing video games, and like, oh, I feel bad, he's going to get, and he's he's getting high all the time, and now I'm just like, oh, you don't even, yeah. You you're, you're embarrassed because you were in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Fuck you. Um, Patricia Arquette got her first... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oscar-winning mm-hmm. actress, Patricia Arquette, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yeah, it's always shitty when people try to yeah. forget their hard roots. That was a... that was a Sorry, that was a tangent that I went it on. It was. Okay, so... Um, but yeah, so we watched Phenomena, and then we closed off with uh, The Borrower, which was uh, that John McNaughton film I was thinking about, the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the basically the hidden meets Henry Portrait of a serial killer. Yeah. Um, takes all the fun from the hidden out and puts in all of the the dark, the dark and the grimy of like <laughs> of Henry and like that's the movie you get and it's great. Um, but it was a weird closing movie. You know, like Steve and I were just like, no, that, you feel that, weird. It's not like a yeah. yeah. And, at, and at that point, everybody had pretty much checked out and they they'd either gone home or my girlfriend was going to bed. And me and Steve were like. We're in it for the long haul, and I don't even think that was, <laughs> I don't even think that was supposed to be the last movie. I know, in fact, I know it was. It wasn't supposed to be the last movie because the last movie shows up in our movie marathon. Uh-huh. But um, but yeah, so we watched the bar, and we we're just like, man, that was fucking dark. And so you know, yeah, we're like, you got to think about it. that. No, we're we're finished. Yeah. So you know, and we were you know we were talking before we started recording about like you know having our own movie marathon. Yeah. And what I like about, like, you know, a good movie marathon is that it's just like making a, a mixtape or a mix CD whatever, or a playlist or whatever it is you yeah, want to... which is harder than you think because your list to weed from ends up being so long. Right. And I like... And that's one of the things I miss about making mixtapes is mm-hmm. that, you know, it wasn't like you weren't dealing with MP3s. You were like, you're dealing with this window of time. Yeah, you have and, to record the song right. on the tape. And, oh, yeah, and that's the other thing, too, is that you actually had to listen to the fucking song. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you're, and it, what was great about it is that, like, you were like, okay, I have this amount of minutes on this tape, both mm-hmm. sides. And, I, you know, most, I mean, who made mixtapes for themselves? Yeah. Most people I know either made them for a other, pot- people. other people, like a potential date. I had some mixtapes because 
you know, when you're a kid, you would record songs off the radio yeah. that you like. Sure. And like you're like, oh shoot. I'm talking about when you're at the when you're at the age to realize you can make you can seduce somebody yeah. or make a I've new friend. I've only made one boy a mixtape, an actual mixtape. Really? Yeah, Chad Gilbert. <laughs> wow. And I did. I gave it to him. It's actually cool. It opened with the Buffy theme song. Oh, God. Oh. Which you don't like, but it right. is great. And I know all you Buffy people will hear it in your head when I mention it. What happened with that, with this, what did Chad, um, what happened with that after you gave him the mixtape? I don't know. I mean, I still talk to him as, like, friends, but, like, I don't know. He you, listened to it. He, t- he you took You never it. dated? No. Well, I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, we did. We're, we, no. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering, because, like, that's, I mean, like I said, like, sometimes you make a mixtape, mixtape to, like, impress a new friend oh yeah you know? it was definitely trying to be like hey i have cool taste and i'm i'm awesome so listen to this and think of me type of thing okay so it was it was it was a crush type yeah okay yeah i had those too and like that was it was great because you were uh, i made a cool cover for the tape too that was the other art yep. that was the other thing about yep. it too so um you know mixtape and you have like an x amount of time and you've got you know, all of these songs to choose from. Whereas now with an MP3, where like with iPods and everything like that, or your iPhone, you can like, I mean, you can make a playlist that's like 300 songs deep, you know? Which I definitely have. Which I have too, like on but Spotify not, and stuff like, like that. Yeah, it's not as involved as... There's not as much commitment. You're not yeah. like, okay, I'm settling on this this uh, this song. And so, you know, that's, that's one of the things I love about mixtapes is that there's a real... You know, I don't want to get into the whole high fidelity thing, you know, but there really is like a, yeah. you, you want to start, you got to start off strong, but then you don't want to burn yourself out, you know, and. I know I watched that the other day and I was like, wow, I am an old asshole because I feel exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just a dick. I know I had. It's to, true though. There is a, a, a mad rules that you kind of have to follow. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, and I feel the same way about movie marathons. Like last year. Yeah. Um, well this year I went into the one in, um. At, at the Arrow and everything like that, which we talked about uh, a few episodes ago, they um, they started off with American Wolf in London, and then they went into Popcorn, and then The Tingler, the William Castle film, and then Hack of Lantern, which is another one of those movies that's like picking up, tra- like people are starting yeah. to become re- more aware of it again, and then um, Shocker, and then yeah. it was going to be Brain Scan and Deathbed, right? So that was the lineup or anything, and like that one, I wasn't as as I the. Beginning of that marathon, I was fucking amped for. Um, but you can easily kill. Like, Hackle Lantern just didn't. I don't know what keep it was. You. It didn't keep me. I, I was like, fuck. Like, I'm starting to feel fatigue. Now. Yeah. Shocker, I, I stick around for it because I was like, fuck yeah. I love this movie. I don't care. It's great. Um, I'm going to sit through this one. But, you know, you never want to have that. You never want to throw in a movie that's going to have the audience going. Fuck, how many movies are after this? You yeah, know? like, I'm gonna be here forever. Right, and like two years before, two years ago, two or three years ago, uh, I went to the Nightmare on Elm Street Marathon. That's funny. With Steve. But and a lot. And we, we, you know, again, same thing. Like, first three, four movies, I'm like, fuck yes. Like, <laughs> I'm so fucking pumped. And then the fifth one creeps in, you're like, this movie's fucking terrible. <laughs> like, the fifth Nightmare on Elm Street is garbage. Yeah. I wish it never happened. And then the sixth one, which I've rewatched recently again, because I used to love it when I was a kid. Now I'm loving it again because I'm looking at it from a different, a different perspective. But yeah. when they did it at, at, at you know, CineFamily. R.I.P. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, when they did it at CineFamily, you know, we asked. We're like, hey, is, are, is this the theatrical print that's going to have, like, the last, 
you know, 12, 15 minutes in 3D. And they're like, no, we couldn't get that print. Great. Guess what? It was that print. So for the last 15 minutes, I'm just like covering my eyes because it's like, I'm tired. Yeah. I've just, now we're sitting in a couch and I'm about to pass out and I can't fucking see because it's the red blue. Yeah. <coughs> so, um, but I think what I'm saying is the energy. It gets, yeah. Yeah. The energy level drops significantly after the fifth one. Like you throw one dud in there and you're just fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it got that, it got to that point where it's like. I don't even care about Wes Craven's New Nightmare at this point, which I do love, but I was like, at that point, yeah. I was like, I just want to finish it so I can say I did it. Yeah. You know? So, I, I have no, I'm so easily, I could just leave. Right. <laughs> but when there's seven movies and, you're, and you've already gotten through five, it's like, <laughs> fuck. You're like, so, I might as well. I feel, like our, I, th- I feel like we carefully planned our marathon to avoid that. So, you know, do try to find these movies that you can stream them. Most times, you can you can buy them. Um, we'll get into all that stuff. Uh, so the yeah. our lead off is the fly. Yeah, the Cronenberg fly. I watched it fairly recently, and it is so disgusting. Still, I love I love that about it. Yeah, I think that's a good opener. Like it's involved. I feel like it's enough to like. I think it's the greatest yeah. love story of the eighties. Uh, I feel the same. I, I and I, it's super. Fu- I mean, like the only. Hesitation I Except had about... For, oh, wait, was Overboard the 80s? Yeah, but... Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fair enough, but... Um, uh, no, I, I love The Fly, and it's funny because, like I, I mentioned, I just watched it, and it's still it's still really good. Yeah, it is, and uh, it's... I mean, it's not... I don't think it's the best Cronenberg film, but I... It might I, be my favorite. But it's my favorite, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, it's, it's fantastic, and... Um, I was a little hesitant about, like, should we open with that? Because that ending is fucking brutal. Like, it is yeah. depressing. Um, and you hear all these stories. But at least it's not ending with the fly. You know what I mean? Like, imagine if we... Oh, yeah, exactly. No, 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 yeah. We don't want people, like, you know, if this was a theater, we don't want them going home and driving into, like, <laughs> you know, driving into a telephone pole. Um, no, you're at home. You're safe. You're cool. Um, the second movie... We have is uh, at midnight. I'll take your soul, which was Coffin Joe. It's a mm-hmm. Brazilian film. Um, we're gonna probably gonna end up doing an episode on it, but it's this really fucking weird, like '60s, early '60s. Uh huh. Um, this guy, I'm never. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his name because I'm gonna fuck it up. But um, he created this character called Coffin Joe, mm-hmm. like this weird Undertaker with like Nietzschean like philosophies and everything. But he became yeah. like a Freddy Krueger type in Brazil. Like, he was popular. Really? He was big, yeah. Like, they had comic books about him. They had all these things. And and he wrote and directed and acted in all these movies. And he did uh, his first one at Midnight I'll Take Your Soul. Like, the whole premise is he's, like, he, um, he's, he's this weird atheist undertaker who, well, I mean, he doesn't believe in God, but he also believes, no, he does, no, he doesn't believe in God. But what he wants to do is he wants to, he needs to find this woman so he can, he wants to impregnate her and, you know, so he can have a, a legacy, like an heir, ah, you know? okay. <laughs> but he's fucking brutal and, like, um, you know, and then it kind of goes into the whole thing of, like, then the supernatural does happen and he's like, mm-hmm. I don't believe this shit, but it totally fucks him. He gets his comeuppance, you know, for as much of a bastard as he's in the movie. Chops off a dude's fucking fingers with a broken beer bottle. Oof. Yeah. Um, Blunt. I, yeah, there's a lot more. It's a pretty tough movie, but I think it's a good second choice because, you know. Yeah. I know I've been to marathons where, like, at four or five movies deep, they're like, 
let's throw in a movie with like let's throw in this movie with subtitles and I'm just like love yeah, that your eyes are tired but my eyes yeah. yeah exactly and I'm like and I and you know when you're not when you can't understand the language or you're not familiar with it it's, it's a lot easier to just kind of zone out gloss over yeah right um so the third movie on our list was supposed to be the last movie in my birthday marathon but we just couldn't get to it but um it's my top 10 yeah. of all time uh basket case that Frank Henenlotter film mm-hmm. um which is like really kind of fun and weird yeah. and campy and it is a perfect snapshot of New York yeah. of that time <laughs> yeah um yeah. and you know it's funny cuz like i i guess got so much like my girlfriend's not a big fan of it you know really yeah she doesn't, I mean, the Hannah Lauder stuff, I mean, I think she's only seen Basket Case and Frankenhooker. Frank and, yeah. and she's, she's, she's indifferent to Frankenhooker. She doesn't dislike it. But she, you know, I know she's not a fan of Basket Case, but what made me, what validated me so much was that the Museum of Modern Art oh, yeah. restored Basket Case into a 4K print and they put it in the, in the museum. And that 4K print's actually coming out on Blu-ray in February. Oh yeah, I thought I heard about that. Oh, and I fucking, I've clicked on that right of away. Of course you did. I love that. I, I, look, they can release Basquets every year and I'll fucking buy a copy of it. Because <laughs> I don't know, video, DVD, Blu-ray, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Basquets. It's just such a weird, quirky... It's, and the weird thing is, it's like, I, it's my, it's in my top ten films. I yeah. did a, I wrote a paper of, on it in eighth grade. Did you? For a project, yeah. That's great. Um, so... I love, you know, I, it's a, but the weird thing is that Brain Damage, which is another Hannah Lauder movie, it's one of my favorites. But, um, anyway, so we go from Basket Case to America Werewolf in London. Uh, which is a, a classic. Absolutely. I and I've, it's, I mentioned this too because I've never seen it on the big screen mm-hmm. and I think it would be so cool. I, I mean, I have watched it plenty of times too. Sure. And to watch that transition too mm. on the big screen would just be so cool. Yeah. I think I would watch that if there was just a Mary movie marathon with just American Wolf in London seven times. Absolutely. And I I realized when I went to the Arrow this year and they played it, that was the second time I've seen it in a marathon. Mm-hmm. And and I want to sing this when we were watching that when we, we talked about that episode. Um you know I, I love that movie. I've seen it so many times. At this point, when I watch it, it's almost like ed- like watching an educational film. Yes, for me, yeah, absolutely. Where I'm like, I'm not even like paying attention to the plot as much. I'm like noticing like how everything works in that movie mm-hmm. and like just the the setups, the di- yeah, like the acting. Like every time I watch it, I'm analyzing a different yeah aspect so of when the it ma- was made. It completely holds up, and it's still it's still like not surprising, but I'm still just like watch it. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and then and I think that's a good movie to have as number four because it's going to pick the audience right back yeah. up. Um, not that they're going to be bored during Basket Case, but it gets the energy level back up again. And then we're going to kind of take it down a notch to uh, The Hitcher, yeah. <laughs> which I rewatched a few nights ago. Um, I watch it, like, I feel like I watch it once a year at this point. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, I was saying to you before, it's like as somebody who, you know, is interested in film, wants to make film, all this stuff... I wa- there's a few times when you watch a movie and you're like, ah, oh, that's the movie I want to make. Yeah. Like, and The Hitcher is one of those movies where I'm watching, I'm like, I want to make this movie. Like, those, the, it, yeah. is, it is the best, if some people, when, when people are like, oh, there's no, you know, like when people are saying that horror films aren't artistic enough, show them The Hitcher. Um, it's beautiful, but it's still a horror movie. It appeals to both sides, you know. Uh, Rudger Hauer is amazing, and it's the only fucking movie with C. Thomas Howell, Howell, Howell. That's right. Fuck Soul Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That, wow. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but 
Uh, and Jennifer Jason Lee, who I've never seen do anything bad, mm-hmm. or I've never seen her bad in anything. She's in it. It's fantastic. Um, the sixth movie in the list. It's a shame because there's not a, there's, at this point you're not gonna you know you shouldn't have kids around. But this would be perfect for them. Uh, it was The Gate, which I think is a I, lot of kids' first horror movies. I, you know what's funny is I watched that as an adult, and it's funny because my friend Sarah was like, you've never seen this. So it was maybe like, I was, I was living in Connecticut, so maybe like eight years ago, eight to ten years ago, and uh, my friend was like, I can't believe you've never seen this movie. And I watched it, I was like, is that Stephen Dorff? Yeah. But it is terrifying. It reminds me a lot of like, you know, because I, when I, I was in kindergarten when I saw Cat's Eye, and those little fucking trolls scared the shit out of me. And I was like, if I saw this when I was younger, I would be so scared. Yeah, it is a great, (laughs) I know. It's a fucking great. It's um, scary. I know, but I I just, I know a lot of kids, a lot of people who are like, oh, one of the first horror movies they ever saw was The Game. Yeah. And like, was it t- was it a made for TV movie or no, just a no, movie? No. It was a movie. It was okay. just like a, a fucking classic. But I remember like yeah. I would catch it on cable and just be like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, because and I only catch an in increment, so I didn't. You know, it wasn't until later that I saw the entire thing, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, it's it, this is amazing!" You know, um, that was one of the movies I played. You know, like years ago when I did those marathons at, home, at my apartment. We that was yeah, one of and it was that's like, a good one. It was a great one because it, 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 everybody there had already seen it. And it kind of felt like a slumber party. Mm-hmm. You know, like an old school. Everybody's just kind of sitting on the floor watching it and just having a great time. Um, so I feel like that's a good That's a good second to last movie because yeah. then we're going to go into, um, I think, a very underrated Toby Hooper film. I don't even think he liked the, this movie as much, but uh, Eaten Alive. Now, I, I didn't see that. This was pre-Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Post. It was the first oh, movie really? he did. Yeah, it was the first movie he okay. did after I've Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's, it's basically a Texas Chainsaw Massacre Except for instead of a family, yeah. you narrow it down to one guy who has basically his aspects of every single member of the the, yeah, the, the, the chainsaw family. And instead of a chainsaw, he's got a alligator. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. But he 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 basically he runs this like weird um, ho- hotel in the middle of the sw- like in the swamp area, and um, you know people come to stay there. Bad shit happens. Uh, the really cool thing though is that like. Toby, this is like supposed to be like his first Hollywood film. Yeah. So he shot it on a soundstage, <laughs> and it, but you feel it because like that yeah. atmosphere is so fucking like it, it's just so thick. And um, Neville Brand plays the fucking villain, I guess, the crazy dude, and he's just fantastic. And the cast is great too. It's got um, William Finley, who was in Phantom of the Paradise yep. and um, the Fun House, and. Uh, a lot of De Palma stuff, and then uh, Janice Blythe, who was in Hills of Eyes, which is another movie we we talked about. Mm-hmm. Maybe putting in this list. Um, yeah, we had a long list of movies to weed through, obviously. Yeah, um, but she's in that for a little bit, and like, oh, and um, Marilyn Burns for the the lead of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. She's in Eaten Alive. It is. It's just such a great. It it kind of like you know, like I said, every director has their own like kind of weird, like Wes Craven movies. Like a great Wes Craven movie, either has booby traps. Or yeah. dream sequences. And, um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street's got both, so that's why it's the best. Um, you know, to- <laughs> Toby Hooper movie, John Carpenter movies, his best movies are, like, you know, um, the, the, either the pseudo-westerns or, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's got their yeah, kind of, like, their the, motif. Their thing, their yeah. thing. Toby Hooper, his best movies, when you're done watching them, you want to take a shower. Yeah. Because you just feel, like, just so gross. <laughs> Eating Alive is that movie, and that's how we would we would send would you off. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eating Alive... Fantastic! There's Arrow video, 
did a great uh, DVD of it. Um, it's like they're you know they're kind of quickly becoming the criterion of horror films. Yeah. Um, and you know, eating alive. Check that out. So. We'll run through the list again. You can start this at any time at night. Yes, this um, is the Video Vampires Horror Marathon of 2017. That's right. Right before Christmas. This is our Christmas yeah. gift to you. Um, you got the David Cronenberg Fly, followed by At Midnight I'll Take Your Soul, then Basket Case, American Werewolf in London, The Hitcher, which is on HBO now, um, The Gate, and Eaten Alive. Yeah, so that is... That's our lineup, and yeah. you should uh, watch it and enjoy it. And uh, if you have your own ideas, yeah. drop us a line on uh, our Instagram, video underscore vampires, and uh, yeah, you know, or Facebook know, or Facebook. Yeah, let yeah. us know what you would you know program for a marathon. And uh, I love doing this. Like I, I dream about like my goal. One of my life goals is to be able to like program a week of of movies. You know, Let's like double do it. features, and oh, that'd be so cool. Um, yeah, so we will have a Christmas episode coming out, um, yes. or right, I think, the day. Right before Christmas, yeah. No, I think it's on, be, Christmas. on Christmas or the Our day after. Probably the day after, Jesus. just because, yeah, right? Um, I, and we, we haven't decided what we're going to do, but I have a pretty good feeling there's a... Stay tuned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're not, not watching Stay not Tuned. Not the movie, but, yeah. Um, Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater.